Welcome to Jackson Cloud. I'm Jamin. I'm Casey. And I'm Olivia. And we're continuing our series through Genesis today. We are looking at uh, the covenant again that God has made with Abraham, but we're going to like narrow in on, on what this covenant was. Like it gets restated a lot. Here's what it says. Genesis 17, uh, 4. Behold, my covenant is with you. You shall be the father of a multitude of nations. No longer shall your name be called Abram, but your name shall be Abraham, which means with Ham. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, for, for I have made you the father of a multitude of nations. I will make you exceedingly fruitful, and I will make you into nations, and kings shall come from you. And I will establish my covenant between me and you and your offspring after you throughout the generations for an everlasting covenant to be God to you and to your offspring after you. And I will give to you and to your offspring after you the land of your sojournings, all land of Canaan, for an everlasting possession, and I will be their God. All right, you tuned out. Olivia definitely tuned out. Yawned like four times throughout that. Oops. One of the things that came up a lot throughout that passage was, I'm going to make you a multitude of nations. Which actually... Heard that part. Did you? Yeah. So Abram... So what you're saying is, <laughs> Abraham had many sons. Many, many sons, sons had, had father, father Abraham. Abraham. Mm, look at you guys. Well, okay. So what's funny is the name Abraham means a father of a multitude. Like if you were to interpret it. A father of a multitude. Really? Are you still singing the song? Which, now here's the question though. That's a chicken dance. I don't know what she's doing. Well, I can't do the whole arm thing because here's the other here's I the, you in the face. I mean, here's my question is how could many sons have Father Abraham? No. Many sons had. had a father whose name was Abraham. Oh, okay. You never heard that song, right? Apparently not. not. For 30 years, you've been singing that he, song. He's wrong. been going, all right. Why? How does. Has many sons. Then many sons have Father Abraham, but it's many sons have Father Abraham. So, Abraham just had his name changed, which my professor in college just really made this stand out to me, trying to imagine what this would be like. Is, your name's Abram. Everybody knows you as Abram. <laughs> it's like, and then you walk into the local coffee shop one day, and like, hey, Abram, you know, Norm, you know, good to see you. And I was like, oh, no, 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 guys. My name is Abraham now. Which, if you ever had a friend change their name? No. Or just say, start calling me. Yes, you have. So, Maisha, Maisha, <laughs> who's on one of our episodes, appears somewhere else as Uni, right? Like, it's weird to us. Because that's not her name. It's not your name, Maisha. And so I feel like if you know her name as Maisha, because it is her name, then you're like, what? Who are you? I don't even know who you are anymore. And you're wondering, like, why you change it. Like, what's the story, right? Imagine. Imagine you're a Hebrew person. You know Hebrew. And your friend Abram, who's like 100 years old and ain't got no kids, walks into the coffee shop. Is like, no, nah, you can call me Abraham now. Father of many. Uh, you know, like. Should we give this guy caffeine? <laughs> yeah, it would. You'd be like, hang on, hang on. First off, you're a hundred years old. You have, a you late, have no children. Late life crisis to be changing your name at this point. Uh, secondly, 
Father of a multitude is what you changed your name to? You, you, you ain't got no children, what you talking about? Uh, and yet that's what he's going to be known now as. It's what we know him as today. His name is just changed in Genesis 17. And the promise is that he'll have, he'll be the father of a multitude of nations. Changing your name, fine. But, you know, this is like the prophetic destiny of God upon a hundred-year-old man. <laughs> you will be the father of a multitude. And you just gotta wonder, like, how much people might have laughed at that. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, that would also just be so weird to think about in our current modern day. Like, think of the oldest person that you know. This would have been weird to think about in the ancient modern day. Which is... The ancient modern day? Shh. Go back to yawning. Continue. But, like, think of, like, the oldest person that you know. And, like, all of a sudden, they, like, change their name. My name's Uni now. Oh, I can imagine it. It's weird. <laughs> it feels weird at this point in the Bible, right? We rewind back to the Tower of Babel. What happened? God splits up the nations and then chooses Abraham and is like, that one's going to be my nation. So, like, we're already, feels like we're thinking in singular terms. Like, how are you going to be a father to, father to, <laughs> a father to of a multi-ter. <laughs> how are you going to be a father of a multitude of nations? When the whole point of Abraham in the first place is to become like the father of a nation, of God's nation. And so that's like one of the first questions that you have going on here. Uh, but then like, you know, how, are we talking about lots of nations are going to come out of him? Or are we talking about like the nations that are already there that God divided at Babel? Are those the ones that are going to get adopted in? Like this is a, this is a weird covenant to make this early on but god makes it well, especially it's being so recent after he just split everything up yeah well you know how long ago was that don't technically know but at least within genesis chapter timeline right wasn't that far after so so but that that just speaks to what god's plan is all along you know in genesis genesis psalm 82 it's going to say that god's going to inherit all the nations so like all the nations were split up but god's going to take them all back that's not new in the psalms that's like the promise made to abraham you know all those nations out there who some of them are going to abuse you you're going to go to war with some uh some of them are um just like a thorn in your side well you're gonna through you i'm making this covenant to you and through you that you will be the father of many nations when we get to the New Testament, that's exactly what happens, but in a way that surprised, even though it's all over the Old Testament, in a way that surprised them in the book of Acts. Right. Because like even during Jesus's, during the Gospels, yeah, they run into people who are outside of the Jewish Abraham covenant nation, right? But the Gentiles are not focused on until after Jesus has risen from the dead and then gone off to heaven. It's at that point that then they start realizing, oh, God's doing this new thing. He wants us, you know, we burst out the door with all the tongues that were given away at Babel. And now we have those tongues inside of us. And that's a sign to us that we need to reach all the nations. And from Acts all the way to the end of the New Testament, it's all about going to reach all the nations, right? 
Revelation has all these beautiful images of every tribe, every language, every tongue, every nation, every ethnicity all become a part of God's original plan through Abraham. So, with that being said, um, we see throughout this covenant promise right here, like Jesus is already in mind. The plan to bring people, uh, all the nations that were turned away at the Tower of Babel, the plan is already from the get-go, bring them all back. So in the New Testament, how do you become a uh, son of Abraham? How do you get inherited into God's nation? Because it's obviously not blood, right? I mean, a Gentile in the New Testament literally means like you're outside of the bloodline of... I get it doesn't literally mean, but like, <laughs> yeah. If you don't have the blood of the if Jewish you don't have the nation, lineage, yeah, you don't belong in God's nation, which is why they're so surprised when God's like, "All right, go to the Gentiles." So, what is it that brings them in? What brings the Gentiles in in the New Testament? You guys are Gentiles. Let's let's try it that way, okay? <laughs> you guys are Gentile. I'm a Gentile. Unless you have Jewish blood, I don't know about. If I do, I also don't know about it. Okay, all right. Same. <laughs> so, how did we get into the nation of Abraham? Jesus. Jesus, yep. How? What about Jesus? I mean, I know what the answer is, but... His blood? Sure, sure. Accepting him? Accepting him, yeah. It's an F word, usually. Faith? Yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like, you know, faith or sometimes I wonder if the better word to translate as some scholars have pushed is like faithfulness. So God's faithfulness to us, our faithfulness in return to him. The analogy sometimes used of a chair, like I sit on this chair knowing full well it's going to support me, right? Mm -hmm. Like I have the faithfulness, this chair is not going to crumble under me. I have seen that happen to people though. Yeah, but in this particular, I was just sitting it on, on it a second ago. I have the faithfulness in this chair that it will catch me and the chair, what is wrong with you? Did you just try to slide the chair out? The chair. I mean, it was, he was saying, I have faith in this chair. I was like, you feel like you're, you're saying, hey, do something to no, me right No, I was now. not saying that at all. <laughs> and the chair is faithful to me. It did exactly what I expected. I had faith in the chair. The chair's faithfulness to me. Is that it catches you? Yeah, it's being faithful to me right now. It's, you know, it's doing what the chair would do. Anyways, our relationship with God. We have faith fullness in him to take care of us and to bring us in and he has faithfulness for us that as we sit upon God alright <laughs> see this analogy breaks down at this point I literally just heard this on a podcast yesterday and I've already forgotten how to say it right but whatever whatever you see my point there is faithfulness fall into the chair the chair will catch you because it is faithful to me as I trust in its faithfulness. Me and this chair have faith in each other. That, forget it. That's it. All right. So, 
So the whole point that Paul makes throughout like the book of Romans over and over again is like, look, God's doing this new thing. He's bringing in the Gentiles okay. into faith. So in, into, into the kingdom of God, into the line of Abraham, through what Jesus has done. And so if these people put their faith in God, just as Abraham put his faith in God, even despite his flaws, he, was, he always believed that God would turn him into a, a father of a multitude of nations. So he, he was still like, he had faith that God would do these things. If that's all he has at this point, the law hasn't been written yet. He is just someone who is faithful to God. Then in the same way that Abraham is uh, within God's covenant because of that, so we are brought into the same nation, brought into the same um, line of Abraham by joining from that spiritual concept. If we put our faith in God and therefore we are brought into the nation as well. So, how does Abraham become a father of a multitude of nations? Through Jesus, which God already had in mind, Paul says, since the beginning of everything. So, Jesus literally is the answer, is the Sunday school answer of today. <laughs> I knew bringing up that song was going to be a thing. What? Wait, what was that part? I am one of them, uh, and so are you. So let's all praise the Lord. Right arm, left what was arm. This? Praise the Lord. Oh, I thought you were every doing child, like... <laughs> every child knows that the Lord is in the sky, and you always point upwards. Jesus was here with us. Be sure to like and comment down below. <laughs> also, we have a Discord link. And, uh, yeah, if you want to continue this conversation. Bye! <laughs>